This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Quick reminder from now on, I'm going to be releasing a regular episode every two weeks with a bonus episode going out every other week on Headstuff Plus. Bonus episodes will feature some new improv games as well as the regular calls. Head on over to Headstuff Plus and sign up today. And welcome to the Christmas festive edition of Phoning It In, the Improvise Phone-In Show. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about Christmas miracles. Um, Terry, you saved Christmas for everyone, is that right? Yes, I did. How did you do that, Terry? How didn't I do it, more to the point? Um, I live in uh, an estate. And uh, my house is at the end of a, a curly sack. And um, what happened was there was terrible uh, downpouring of snow. You probably remember uh, yes. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, the whole curly sack got barricaded with snow. Like, I mean, an ice wall, like what was on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And myself and all the kids in the neighbourhood, including me own little sprogs, said, well, how the fuck is Santi going to get down here if this is all blocked off? So we got together, we collected all the cutlery that was in the area and we started hacking away at it. And uh, that meant that we were clearing a path for Santi to come down. And we ended up getting um, nationwide media coverage because uh, it was the first time that the whole uh, Cordy Sack and the estate actually got together for a common purpose. Uh, like instead of uh, the usual fighting and things that we would have or like cars burning and all of that kind of antisocial behaviour, people came together for a positive thing for a change. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. You said you saved Christmas. Was this all you're doing kind of? Yeah, well, it was my own initiative right. um, because I'm trying to do a thing now where like, I help people and not be so selfish. Right. Would yeah. you have been very selfish in the past? Yeah, I was very selfish, kind of narcissistic and stuff. Right. Didn't want to help anybody. Uh, I was neglecting everybody's needs in my own family and neglecting my own needs in, in a way. Uh, so I thought it's time to give back. And it's time to give back to Slanty Jaws, you know. Yeah. That's what we call Santy in my house. <laughs> well, your sister Bernie is on the line and... Bernie says it was actually her idea to get all the cutlery and, and she rallied everyone together. Is that right, Bernie? Yeah, absolutely. No surprise that she's gone on the radio, the little rat. Always taking my ideas. Ever since we were four, Dave, ever since we were four, we were in under the Christmas tree. And I said, Matt, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't put a star on the Christmas tree this year. Maybe we should put an angel. Me ma burst into tears. She's like, you know what? I had a vision and I knew that an angel came to me in my dreams and the angel will be revealed to me through my child, right? And then didn't she go and say, oh no, that was my idea. Well, Dave, the only reason I said that, because Bernie's talking absolute gig over, is because I am the only star and angel under that roof. Right. Thank you. But do you, Bernie's claiming it was her idea to take Oh, I know. Yes. Do you deny that? Oh, I deny it down to the ground. Yeah. How dare you? There we were. I, I literally thought of that because do you know what I was doing at the time, Dave? At the time, I was sitting there eating a bowl of Cocoa Pops. Right. What, Dave, what do you use to eat Cocoa Pops? A spoon. A spoon, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I looked at the snow and I said, do you know what? Do you know what? We don't need a shovel. We need, all we need is a few spoons. Yeah. You are a, a spoon, few Bernie. Well, hang on now, Terry. Uh, Bernie gave us her, the reason that she came up with this idea. How did you come up with the idea of ter- taking down the wall with, with the cutlery? 
Well, I have very innovative mind, Dave, and I was told that at a fast course one time, okay. even on my CV. So she didn't finish I, the fast course. By yeah, but well, that is neither here nor there. Thank you. Um, so I was sitting at home thinking, what can you do? What would a scientist do? What would a stay-at-home visionary do? You are faced with a wall of ice. Christmas is coming. Slanty Jaws needs a way in. Where is the sleigh going to go? He wouldn't have been able to surmount this wall. It was so high. He wouldn't have been able to reach the roofs. And I said, what do I have on my person today to get this wall down? And I'm a woman of limited means, Dave. So I didn't have like the... That's right. The only scientist she's ever listened to is Neil Buchanan from Art Attack. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, and I loved him. And what? Here's one I made earlier. It sticks in your mind. He was a good man. So I said, I'm going to use what's here at, at my disposable. And at my disposable was a load of cutlery. Okay. And that was it. Yeah. Simple. I don't know. It's Bernie's. That's just exactly what I said. Wait, uh, Bernie... In a roundabout way. In a long form way. All right. That's what I said. Cut to your points. But... Cut to the points. Cut with your Get your knife. Right. Get... Doesn't matter if it's a butter knife. If it's a serrated knife. Get to the point. Cut to the point. Well, you see, Dave, I just want to point out that after I had this breakthrough in my mind's tank and I went out and started hacking the wall down, I went on Facebook Live. One of my kids was holding the phone and we filmed it. We filmed a bit and that's how it ended up on Nationwide. And then this little muggins here, she logs on, even though she has me blocked on everything uh, for the last five years. She she has a bot account, got on, saw me Facebook Live and then she stole my idea and she's always been doing this. It's right. like she almost wants to ruin Christmas for me in the Corley sack. Ruin? I would never want to ruin Christmas. You're the Grinch, Bernie. You're the Grinch. Ah, the Grinch? Yeah. How dare you call me the Grinch? Just because I don't like to put decorations up before November You 4th. have to loosen the poor strings, Bernie. Oh. Your own kids are devastated <laughs> that you've missed out on Christmas all these years. They're always coming over to my, my I kids. Haven't. Can we have a selection box, Auntie? The election boxes are a waste of money. No, they're deprived, Bernie. They're not deprived. I just say, who really wants to eat a turkey? Everybody knows chicken is the superior board. It's so not. I buy a chicken for she, dinner. Everybody knows she's serving up cocoa pops for those chislers oh, every on. Christmas. What's, what, what's, what's wrong with a what's wrong with a selection box, Bernie? Sele- so, why would you need a selection? Yeah. There's no selection. You know why? Do you, why should you have a selection? What's when the alternative though? What would you give them? I would just give him right. I have one bar on the table and say, "There you go." <laughs> it's a, it's a briquette. That, that, yeah, that does sound a little bit stingy, Bernie, for Christmas. You know, cocoa She's pops so and chicken. Dave, you would not bar, believe stingy. I, I just would not spend Christmas. Oh. Dave, taste buds, right? Everybody's getting too fancy these days. What's wrong, Dave, with a bit of chicken and Billy roll for a Christmas dinner? Right? Your kids would know Billy roll if it came up behind them and attacked them. <gasps> How? There you. Okay, Terry and Bernie, listen, stay on the line. I want to bring on some other callers, but we'll come back to you. I'm hoping we can, I don't know, bring about a Christmas miracle that will bring you two together. In the meantime, Sonia's on the line. Sonia, you have, uh, you got a strange visitor on Christmas Eve. Who was it? Yeah, I did actually get a strange visitor. Uh, I got a little knock-knock on the door and a woman outside holding a child. Uh, not baby Jesus. My husband's fucking baby. Oh, right. Uh, 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 he'd had an affair was this he'd had an affair and I get the knock knock on the door I get the yeah the, the woman outside saying uh, this is this is mine uh, and your husband's and yeah 
not exactly ideal on Christmas. No, Eve. I mean uh, we are talking about Christmas miracles. I suppose it's a miracle in a way, childbirth and didn't feel that way. Yeah, didn't yeah, feel yeah, that yeah. way, Dave, at the time. And and what was the miracle that came from it then? Me and that woman actually became very good friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What's her name? Her name is Marjorie. Marjorie. And um, what's the, what's the situation with you and your husband now? Do you mind me asking? Well, I suppose the, the broader miracle is what we've worked out is a polyamorous situation. Oh, uh, okay. the three of us. All right. Uh, in our... In our neighbourhood, uh, it's become, I suppose, kind of the way. Uh, so I started off very, very angry about this whole thing. Very, very upset, very surprised, shocked. Uh, invited Marjorie in. We sat down, uh, chatted through the whole thing. And, and then from there sprouted this new scenario, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And and t- just so I'm clear in the, the, the sort of the dynamics are you and Marjorie like a couple as well, or is it that you are both a, in a couple with your husband, if you know what I mean? Interestingly now, Dave, he's become a bit marginalised in the scenario. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, we have a showmer outside, and that's where he sleeps now. And yeah, so What's husband, his name? That's Philip, is the husband, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. well Philip's on the line. How are you, Dave? Uh, Philip, you're feeling a bit out in the cold, literally, I suppose. Out in the cold, literally, yeah. Um, it's not really a shower, so much as a Wendy house. Right. Um, there's no plumbing. There's no insulation. Yeah. Um, is there electricity? There is. If I uh, hook me iPhone uh, speaker up to me lighter, it's weird, but it's actually working. <laughs> you hook your iPhone speaker up to your lighter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not, I mean, you wouldn't really call that, I suppose... Electricity. Well, listen, Thomas Edison right. isn't here, but yeah, like I yeah. get about thirty minutes over in the yeah, evenings. Yeah. So listen, um, you, I mean, it kind of seems like you brought this on yourself. I'm not super sympathetic to your cause, but what would you like to see happen now with your relationship? Well, it it's hard to say because you know I'm out in the doghouse here, and yeah. uh, I am remorseful for me ways. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie, um was a flash in the pan, God forgive me. Um I didn't Well see she's it. not a flash in the pan anymore. She's here to stay. She's here. Her to and stay Sonia now. are getting on great. I just didn't see it going anywhere. Like I didn't have the foresight to to use a Johnny yeah. or like to uh to fill out the forms for like the birth cert and the children's allowance and stuff. Uh, and I, I don't like forms basically and Marjorie knew that. Yeah, um, nobody likes forms. Yeah, you know? it's it's very overwhelming for me. Um <laughs> and uh, I felt uh very uh kind of stuck in me ways and like not listened to it and not seen and uh, then when uh, when Margie arrived and um, the two of them started doing Tupperware parties uh, that turned into body painting that turned into poetry and cognac night uh, I wasn't invited to any of them and uh, then I'd walk into the kitchen and, and they're, they're bollock naked Dave Yeah well I'm hearing a lot of poor me poor Philip like I, like I said you don't have I don't have much sympathy for you like what, what, what do you think Sonia like has he brought this on himself? He absolutely has. And, and this is the thing, you know, what started out as a nightmare has turned into a bit of a miracle for me uh, and for Marjorie. We, we've had a fantastic time getting to know each other. And, and, and Philip, we have invited along, in, you know, when it's appropriate. But oftentimes it's just stuff that girls prefer. So, Like cognac. Like cognac, exactly. And so with all respect to Philip, you know, I think that it's what what's working is 
you know, the odd time we might want something from a top shelf and he's a very tall man. And that's something we can involve him in. But other than that, I, I do think myself and Marjorie are kind of pairing on. We're getting on very well. Uh, and so, you know. That does sound like a bit of a miracle. Let's bring in Marjorie. Marjorie, what would you like to see happen with Philip now? I mean, he's out in the Wendy house or the show or whatever you want to call it. Is is that where he belongs or? Um, I think so. I yeah. think so, Dave. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, it just seems natural that I, um, you know, saw this man with, you know, not much to offer, but um, couldn't help but be attracted to him anyway. And in therapy, I, I worked out what this was, Dave. This was actually that I wanted what he had. Mm. I wanted his life. Well, yeah, you know? literally, and his wife as and well. then I knew that that was what the problem with me and Philip's short relationship was. I didn't want him. I wanted his wife, or sorry, his life. Yes, and his wife. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I set out to, but, you know, yeah. life is a funny way of working out sometimes, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? And I mean, mm. that's that that's sometimes miracles do happen at Christmas. Mm, yes. Um, obviously not for Philip. No, uh, not for yeah. me. Sandy no. won't even know where to find me, Dave. No. I just couldn't help but, you know, when I met Philip first, I couldn't help but notice that he had a... a, a strand of long red hair on his shoulder and I thought hmm who wants that so I asked him and he said it's actually well it's my uh, friend and I knew then it was his wife of course you yeah. know that's what they he was probably say. slipping off the wedding ring wing finger yes, as he said it was and then you see we had an illicit affair in which I would pull up in my car outside his house and wait for him for a few hours and I'd get a good view of the window there as well and I would see my beloved Sonia um, go about her day as well um, but yeah he didn't ask me to wait there for hours but I, I thought it was best you know for, for secrecy reasons to wait there and watch Sonia for hours and then obviously you had the kid and you figured that was the right time to um, yes, yes to make not make your move sense. <laughs> sounds like sounds like the wrong thing to say but you, what made you go and speak to Sonia at that point at Christmas? Well, at that point, Dave, it just felt right because, you see, I had watched Sonia for months, so I knew exactly what type of person she was. I also went through her um, garbage. Uh, yes, is that what we call it these days? Garbage. Yes, um, but you know what they say, one woman's trash is another one's treasure and I went through her treasure and uh, found out a few things about her her favourite deodorant her favourite perfume um, what type of magazine she liked to read I found she was very cultured just like me you know yeah, she liked yeah. to read the Sunday Times culture segment just <laughs> like me you know and um, yes so I felt you know I ha- I knew her already she's like a kindred spirit yes and I just felt like you know through all my research and of course I knew her password to her Facebook page mm. and um, I just you know I felt like I knew her already before I met her and this none of this bothered you Sonia this kind of I suppose mild stalking you'd call it it's funny because this is kind of the first time I'm hearing about oh, stalking okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, well I wouldn't call it stalking well it sounds like mild stalking yeah oh. typical affair stuff Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah so how, how does that make you feel now Sonia uh, Sitting a little uneasy. Is it? Yeah, yeah. sitting a little uneasy. Just thinking back on the whole picture. Uneasy like summer loving. Am I right? <laughs> she is insane, Sonia. Will you please open the back door? Please. <laughs> I mean, Philip, like. I haven't even seen the baby. I'm after getting him apart in the nativity. He's going to play Jesus and you won't even let me in. My feet are freezing. 
I'm sorry, Philip, I was raging at you. I was absolutely raging at you. And to be honest, what, what, what I'm after getting with Marjorie is just that sensitivity that you didn't bring. You didn't, you know? I, I can be more sensitive. Give me half a chance. I can be sensitive. I'll be a little sap. Please. Is it too little too late, Sonia? It's just a bit awkward now because I'm after getting your one living with us and all. Like. Yeah. Easy come, easy go. We'll just get rid of her. Please. The car's still out in the driveway. Pack up our little knapsack of belongings. Kick her out. I understand she can hear everything I'm saying, but please. This is, he's twisting my words, I would say. You know, he's twisting my words. Sonia, what you and I have together is real. I live for you. Mm. I. It is based on a lot of lies, though, would you say, Marjorie? Mm, I wouldn't say lies. Deception? Say, Deceit? Mm, I think that's, you're twisting my words there, Dave, I would say, yeah. Now, I would say, I would call it love, intense love like Sonia has never felt before and she's confused right now it's it's you know she's Sonia she is denying your reality constantly yeah I'm feeling pretty dizzy um I don't know which way is up with the Perrys yeah you're both a little bit on the psychotic side of things I'm feeling we but never I said that we were I love you both I do love you both well it's interesting because it seems like you have a type which is psychotic but also that Philip has a type, which is why you and Marjorie are so alike. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or are you actually alike? I don't know if you're alike or if you've just kind Mar- of mirrored her with know. all this knowledge. Do you knowledge. really wear dove deodorant normally? Like, I need to know that, at least. Yes. Well. Do you like cognac? <sighs> no, okay, Dave, I'm more of a wine girl myself, okay? So all it right. seems like there's probably a lot of lies in that relationship as well. But, but I would I would drink cognac for you. I would drown in a bath of cognac for you, Sonia. Anything for you. And if you kick me out, I'll never truly leave. What does that mean? Is that a threat? That sounded no, like just, a threat. I just mean that I'll be in your heart. I'll never leave your heart or your general catchment area. Yeah. Oh, but mostly your heart and your mind. Okay, Sonia, what's it going to be? Um, are you going to stick with Marjorie, bring Philip back in from the cold, get rid of both of them? Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, do I just get out of my own catchment area? But uh, I think at the end of the day, I feel very reassured by what you said, that you'd never leave my uh, never catchment area. So I think I'll just carry on as is. Okay, great. Hard luck, Philip. Uh, it doesn't look like you're going to get invited back in at any stage, but... Um, you never know. Christmas miracles can happen. And stay on the line and, and, and maybe we'll catch up with you a little bit later. As I'm sure you know, Phoning It In is just one of the many excellent podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Here's a little teaser for another one you should definitely check out. Tell me, are you still looking for something worth dying for? Oh, kid. I left all that behind me. These days, I'm much happier as the humble owner of this down-to-earth and incredibly exclusive nightclub. Mick turns his head away and stares pensively. Dancing hot sex man, adventure romance. He will kick several Nazis and get in your pants. Blackbird! Listen to the Bootsy Boys Blackbird on the Headstuff Podcast Network. There is a new way to support the show and it's called Headstuff Plus. 
For a small monthly fee, you'll not only help me to continue making more episodes of this show, you'll also get heaps of bonus content from every single show on the network. That includes new bonus episodes of this show, which will be released every other week. So please head on over to Headstuff Plus and sign up today. My special guest joining me in the studio today is the ghost of Christmas future. Um, I imagine this is a busy time of the year for you, is this? Oh, it certainly is. Yes, it certainly is. I, I'm very busy uh, being ominous and omnipresent for, for those who deserve it. Right. Can, just what should I call you? Um, I know it's a mouthful. It, it is, is a mouthful, a, yeah. yeah. Ghost of a Christmas A lot of my future. friends call me Fuch. Fuch? Yeah, Fuch. Oh, that's nice. uh, which, yeah. Uh, it's playful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Fuch, can you only see future Christmases? I can see the, the period between uh, the 12 pubs of Christmas um, and the 2nd of Jan. 2nd of January. Yes. Okay, interesting. So you got New Year's in there as well. Uh, the 12 pubs, when does that kick that kick is, kicks off? About mid, mid-December, is it? It depends. Yeah, generally the 12th, 12th, 13th, yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So you've got you've got a you've got a you've got a couple of weeks there of a window. Good um, good few weeks. And yeah. there's there's obviously a lot you can teach people in that time. Mm. Um I've got uh Terry and Bernie on the line. We were chatting to them earlier. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you heard the 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 conversation. I listened in, I did. I okay, was, yeah, great. Yeah. So Terry and Bernie are sisters. Uh, they, I, I, I couldn't quite get. To, do, do you both live in the cul-de-sac? Or are you in this estate, Bernie? Yeah, you're in the estate, and you're in other the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and recently, everyone in the cul-de-sac and the estate was brought together. It was a Christmas miracle, and they dug out a a, a, a wall of ice that, for some reason, Santa wouldn't have been able to fly over. Um, what do you see in their futures if they don't mend this rift? Yes, yes, Dave. Yes. Well, first of all, I've been I've been waiting for this moment to come. I've seen this bubbling uh, ever ever since the Christmas tree incident. Oh, with the, the Tom over here! What a creep! With the angel and the, the star. The angel that that was pivotal. That yeah. was critical. Yeah. I watched on and thought these two little munchkins, and now look at them. Yeah. Now, it's getting it's getting worse. It is getting worse Definitely. every year. It's getting worse for the pair of them. Bernie, can I ask you a question? What, you creep? Hang on now, Bernie. This is his job. She looking at us? Huh? She looking in our private sitting room? Yeah, Fact, but it's... Are you telling me the last 43 years of my life you've been spying on me? This is the ghost of Christmas future, okay? Yeah. A, a bit of respect. Yeah. Well, you, you, wouldn't call, you wouldn't call Santa a creep, would you? Well, he she, sees she, you when you're she, sleeping. She, she he knows even. when you're awake. He knows when you've been good or bad. Dave, I, I never thought of it that way before, actually. God, but at least Santa, he comes in, he does his bits, and he leaves. Well, so does the Ghost of Christmas Future. And, it, you know, it's it's all well and good. Santa gets all the credit because he brings the gifts and everyone wants gifts and stuff. The Ghost of Christmas Future is here to try and help you better your life. And that's better than a, a poxy... DVD player from Argos or... Yeah, it's, not, it's not an easy job, Bernie. Listen, I just want to see what your data protection policy is, ghost. Well, you don't operate out of... We don't operate uh, within the, the EU, EU or outside so of GDPR the... GDPR doesn't apply. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bernie, I was going to ask you if you remember what happened in the Christmas of 2003. I do. Well... 
you might recall that on that particular Christmas, you woke up a little bit earlier than normal at five before your sister. And you crept down the stairs and you saw that your sister had gotten a very fancy drum set. Yes. And your sister might recall that for the year you played that drum set because you took ownership of it. You switched the you tags. Switched, switched the tags and she got what? Terry, do you remember this? Oh, I remember it yeah. like it was yesterday. Yeah. Had you asked for a drum set that year? Yes, I had, and, actually. Yeah, and did you think it was strange that Bernie was the one that got the drum set? Yes, I did. I was devastated. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. even stand. Couldn't swallow me Christmas dinner, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went on to have a very su- successful career as a drummer. Yeah, well, that's not, that's not great for Terry, is it? She could have been the successful drummer. I had been asked to support Atomic Kitten in the Old Sheelan Hotel that New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it never came around because that little bint was upstairs bashing the drums to our heart's content. Look, I... I all right, I'm sorry, all right, I'm sorry. Well, the, the correction that's coming is... I think you'll you'll know this yourself, Terry. When you had those spoons in your hand and you're hacking away, you're hacking away, and didn't it bring back for you all the rhythm of the drums, didn't it? Future, you are just like speaking right into my soul right now because that's exactly what I was going for. That's it. Exactly. I I saw the Facebook live and I saw the rhythm that you hit in your parody. Did you see how much welly I was giving it? Like it was actually embarrassing. I was flying through the atmosphere. I was going so fast the phone couldn't even pick me up I was moving like a hummingbird I was that's what they said in the outside wait a second Future are you saying that there's a career as a drummer in Terry's future there's a career as a very very average but successful enough to live off it drummer for you in your future wow no me oh my god thank you do you think she'll get to support a Tommy Kitten in the future in a future Christmas or New Year's party I see for you a support for not all, but for Carrie Katona. Oh my God, she was my favourite one, Fuge. Thanks. Everyone's favourite. Do you hear that, Bernie? Put that in your pipe and smoke <laughs> it all day. <laughs> Bernie, um, or sorry, Fuge, what's Bernie's future if she, if she doesn't get her act together here? The, the future for you, Bernie, is a little bleaker. Oh dear. Particularly because of the questions you've asked me about GDPR. <laughs> All right, well, look, you know, listen there, Fuge. Can I call you Fuge? Yeah, yeah. well, look, Fuge, sometimes I come off as a little bit uh, defensive, you know, but I'm not actually, I'm nice enough when you get to know me, you know, so it doesn't doesn't have to be that bleak. Could be be a little bit jollier, as you say in your business. Bernie, the, the future for you can change. You're using Facebook for bad. You're going in, you're doing bots and you're logging onto your sister's Facebook and you're hacking people's passwords. What I want for you is I want you to go on and I want you to do a very long, emotionally heart-wrenching, overly exposing, vulnerable post and share what a little brat you've been. Would you do that, Bernie? 
Right, so like, do I have to like say, oh, you know, I, I I'm, uh, I just, uh, I've been doing. I have to admit all that, do I? You have to repent. You have. Yeah. It's the only way. Confession right. boxes are gone. Could I gone. not just say I was like suffering from the? I was going through a dark time instead perfect. of like, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, oh, perfect. I don't have to say exactly <laughs> what it was, but maybe if I just say something like, you know, life has thrown a lot of obstacles my way. You know, and yeah, uh, no, no one could argue with that. And you know, no matter how hard I tried, sometimes I couldn't overcome the obstacles or log out of my Facebook account when I should have brought this kids to school. Yeah, I missed a few days of school, and um, and you know, but I had dark times, and now I'm thinking more positively. And uh, yeah, I I just hope everybody feels sorry for me. If you want to leave a like or a comment saying how sorry you feel for yeah, me, yeah. that'd really give me a boost to me mental health. You could throw yeah. in a, a hashtag trying at the end. Ah, ha- oh, that's very good. Yeah. yeah, hashtag trying, hashtag uh, uh, awareness. Yeah. Sound good? It's perfect. You know, what people don't realise is the future really is all about manipulation of the algorithm. And I can't say that firmly enough to all the kids out there today. Okay, well, that's a good message for everyone to take away. Um, Terry Bernie, thank you for phoning it in. I want to come back to Philip, who we were speaking to earlier. Philip is, um, I, I, you must have caught that conversation as well, did you? Of course. He's, he's living in, I suppose, kind of a Wendy house out in his garden. His um his wife is 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 kind of shacked up with um his former lover. They're quite happy, it seems. They're they're kind of ready to move on. What do you see in Philip's future? Philip, you're an interesting man, aren't you? Thank you, Mister Future. I hadn't picked up on that. Go on. Oh, he he's a wildly interesting man. He's been so resourceful in that Wendy house. Oh, with the iPhone speaker and with the lighter. The, with the iPhone speaker, wow. <laughs> Yeah, look, it came from my own brain. It was it was actually scary, but cool at the same time. Mm. You're broken down, though, this Christmas. Yes. Your wife's inside, rolling around the kitchen floor. Yeah, don't remind me. I had a, I had a leaf for me tea, Mr. Fuge. There's caterpillars everywhere. And my pillow is currently an old piece of lino. Do you mean like a lettuce leaf or, or just like a... No, I mean like a, a crumpled piece of orange off the oak tree. I ate it. I even ate the stem off of it. I'm starving. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been tough. I, and I saw this coming for you. had a lovely Christmas last year. Lovely. It was perfect. Perfect Christmas. Yeah. And perfect Christmases will come again. We must, of course, learn from what we've seen before us. One home wreck deserves another, is what I always say. And... What I'd advise you to do is to have a look in your catchment area for a similar family that you could perpetrate in this way that you've had your own family perpetrated. You mean like manipulations and that? Going through the rubbish and... You'll find your own style, Philip. Yeah. What I'd suggest is maybe that you join a local Tidy Towns group, something like that. The next thing you're picking up rubbish alongside... A good-looking woman. Yeah. The next yeah. thing you know, you're saying, maybe we could go home and put this stuff in your bin. Do you yeah. know? And you'll be on the WhatsApp group, the Tidy Tens WhatsApp group then, so you'll that's have... Actually, you'll see who's on there. See who's, and you can see their photographs on yeah, WhatsApp yeah. these days. Can you? Yeah, yeah, you can click what? into their account. Yeah. Okay. 
Like, I don't want to get my hands mad sticky or anything, but, like, if they gave me gloves... And oh, they'll give you gloves. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And one of those gloves. little picker-up things, you know? Picker-up thing. Yeah. The high-vis as well, so you... Yeah. Oh, no, what? Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, question. And there's yours. You you can hang on to them. Oh, for COVID times, you can't share keeps. anything. Yes, yeah, you can yeah, yeah, share. Yeah. Mr. Even Huge. if you only went and picked up rubbish once, you could hang on to those. Uh, that would be good insulation for the Wendy House and the Mr. Fuge. Um, when it comes to the uh, cigarette butts um, with the tidy towns, can you keep them or what? You can keep those. Yeah, you can finish off the last of it. Some people are very wasteful with the lens of their cigarettes. You're right. Yeah, particularly uh, if yes. they have the. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you now. Yeah. I, I, do you know them? Do you know a uh, tidy group with the good-looking, ty- tidy people? They're all, well, first of all, they're always good-looking. The tidy towns people are inherently a very attractive bunch of people. Hey. You'll find them. But what I want you to focus on, Philip, right now is I need you to build up where you're at. When you meet someone new, you're chatting about your lifestyle. What you're going to have to overcome, because I can see a beautiful woman in your future, is oh that God. first conversation. Where are you living? What's what you can't be saying you're living in a Wendy house. So sell yourself, Philip. Sell yourself because you were a fantastic man for about six months. A couple of years ago, you actually went to a really good phase. Go back to that phase. OK, uh, listen, I'll, I'll do my best. Hashtag trying, as, as they say. Thanks very much. Well, great advice there from the Ghost of Christmas Future. Um, Someone who wasn't so happy with the advice you gave them was a former client of yours. Jeff Bezos is on the line. Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hi. Christmas Ghost? Yeah. Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. hi. Do you remember Jeff? He's yeah, he's similar enough to other people, but yeah, I kind of have a vague memory. You'd you'd yeah. you'd speak to a lot of uh, millionaires, billionaires, that kind of thing. I do, yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. this guy told me that if I went to space, everybody would like me and right. stop thinking I was such a big meanie. Yeah, and everyone would think I was a big strong boy again. Yeah. Okay. What did I do? You went to space. I went to my wife. I said, "Honey." I'm going to space. She said, hell no, I'm out of here and took a lot of my money with her. Then I go up to space and and people still are like, why are you going up to space for You're so rich. Give us money. I'm like, I don't have all the money in the world. You and do have then, a lot of it though, Jeff, to be fair. What are you talking about, man? I don't have all the money no, in the world. No, no, you don't have all the money in the world. That's I got a good bit, but I don't got it all. So I thought, hey, what will I do? I'll put people in the spaceship with me that they're like. I put this old lady in the spaceship. Some people went nuts for that old lady yeah. because they were like, oh, oh, look how nice he is. Yeah, you brought what Wh- you told me to do. You brought William Shatner up. I brought I brought Shatner up because I thought he's he's used to space. He's yeah. been in space before, you know. Well, you know. Yeah, he's been in space. No, before. he hadn't. That was the whole point. But, but yeah, yeah. And and I brought these guys up. I go up. I orbit the moon, and still people don't like me. Mm. People don't like me still. So, future, what what went wrong there? Because this was your advice, the whole space mission thing. It was my advice, and sometimes I do. A little trickery where I tried to teach you a hard lesson. Jeff, what did I teach you? No one likes a try hard. You, you were, 
it was embarrassing what you did and and you gobbled up all my advice and you did it exactly to the letter you were a little lick arse oh this was yeah. a, this was all a long lesson for this for Jeff to learn lesson and it's hopefully landing it's, it seems to be landing <laughs> today yeah. I am a no, big <laughs> pardon the fun. If you don't, okay, I'm funny too. Yeah. <laughs> Future's uh, funny. This, I am. I cannot believe that. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm a big, strong, scary boy, and I'm going to scoot <laughs> sue. I'm no one thinks sue you're. You. No one thinks you're a big, strong boy anymore, Jeff. No I matter, am a big, no, you're strong not, boy. You're not. No, you go up to space as many times as you want. No, no one's going to think you're. Lots and lots of people do what I do because I'm a big, strong boy. <laughs> I am a big, strong boy. <laughs> I don't think you're a big, strong boy. I think so. You've got Have a lot of money. the way people do what I tell them Yeah, to well, that's because you're paying them. You've got a lot of money, but that doesn't make you a big, strong boy, Jeff. No, they do that because they're afraid of my physical power. <laughs> When I enter the room, I have a physical power. When I enter the room and I walk under a light, I blind people with the power from my head. That's okay. right. It doesn't seem like Jeff has learned head. anything at all. I Huge. don't think anything's sinking in here, Jeff. Yeah. You're really annoying. You know, uh, you're hugely irritating as Annoying? Person. I'm the funniest man on the planet, as voted in Times New Roman Person of the Year. That's right. Times New Roman Person of the Year. Yeah, but... You, that's, 2021. You own Times New Roman. Obviously, they're going to vote you Person what? of the Year. You I don't bought, that. You bought Times New Roman. Did I? Just so you could get yourself a, Oh, awarded. no, I thought I returned that. Didn't I return that? No, you didn't that? return it, Jeff. What? I thought I had... Did I keep... Did, hey, Sarah, did you not keep a receipt for Times New Roman? No, I didn't. I didn't. You told me not to... You told I me. told you... I, that was an impulse buy. I want to give it back. I'm I'm sorry, big strong boy. I'm, that's I'm sorry. right. That's right. See, she thinks I'm a big strong that, but boy. She works for you, Jeff. Of course, she's going to say that. Sarah, tickle my chin. Tickle my chin. Uh, okay, like uh, underneath or to the underneath, side? Or, tickle my chin. It's it's a bit. Tickle my wet. chin. It's a bit wet, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, Dave. I just had to take a pause there to get my. Chin. Yeah, no worries. Um, future any? I mean, what can you Ooh. do in a case like this? It's tough. You're a tough cookie to. Crumble. I'm a tough boy. I'm a tough boy. <laughs> I don't crumble like a cookie. I'm too strong. <laughs> Jeff, this coming Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah. I see. Something for you that might make you happy at last. On the 12th of December, you're going to bump into a small group of skateboarder children. This group of of rapscallion rogues, they're exactly your energy. They will lap you up and you're going to join that little gang and you'll go from door to door and you'll have sleepovers and it'll be all very inappropriate but this is the level that you're at you are inside a nine-year-old skater boy right and they will think he's a big strong boy they will think you're a big strong boy by comparison you are a big strong boy i I, find your i am a big strong boy yes this is what i've been trying to tell yeah you just find you just need to find your niche which is nine-year-old skater boys Great. Well, listen, I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all my callers today, but I especially want to thank Kate Feeney, Ali Fox and Aoife Spratt. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? Kate? Um, Mob Theatre is back. Hey. Shows on Thursday, so come down and see us in Wigwam. Brilliant.
Aoife? Uh, not really, Dave. Um, <laughs> no, me and Dave are in a film on Sky Movies uh, called Poster Boys. Actually, if you have Sky, you can watch it on that. We're both in it. Yeah. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss me. Ali? <laughs> um, I have a gig in Whelan's this coming Tuesday, but I don't think this will be out in the world before then. No, this is going out December 20th. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing for the rest of the year. But you can follow me online, but not in real life. Ali Fox, send me <laughs> nice things online. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to Bobby Ahern for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Phoning it in. Phoning it in. If you're in a quandary or got dirty laundry, then you should be phoning it. Happy Christmas, everyone! <laughs> this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.